flight. No flight list. As far as the no fly list, no fly list, no fly list. If you want that list, 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 list. The most problematic thing is, is that any, any, anyone can be under the investigation of the FBI. FBI, FBI. FBI, FBI. And I know that something really good is going to come out of all of this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another week of the No Fly List, where we talk to comedians, artists, musicians, and other cool and interesting people of color. I'm Athir. I'm a mama. And today we had comedian, podcaster, all-around amazing person, Nora Yahya. She's the best. She's so fun. Uh, we talk, This is such a great This episode. was an insane convo. Yeah. This she, is crazy. She, like, Nora is such an interesting and funny person, but I forget that, like, her, she's so many stories. Her mom was a drug kingpin, like... That is wild. We me. did not have enough time to get into how wild uh, her like upbringing was. She was raised by her Arab Muslim grandparents, um, and we talked about uh, like you know some of the the advice that her dad had given her as a kid about dating, like being a heartbreaker, and how she's going to therapy for it now. <laughs> yeah, and now she's married. Now she's so, happily married, yes. Yeah, I think her husband's from born. Thailand, so it's cool keeping the multicultural yeah. thing going. And she got married during the pandemic. They did it safely. They had, like, uh, the, like, what, 50 people or whatever you were allowed to have. It's just such, she just has such, like, confidence. She's so, like, talented, but her story is wild, and it's just... It was so interesting. Like, honestly, I totally get, like, I would be a heartbreaker if I had a drug kingpin mom and my dad was also, like, doing shit too. Like, oh. (laughs) It's such a wild story because they're Arab and Muslim that you're like, I can't even imagine. Can you imagine your parents? Like, (laughs) I know. Like, that's so nuts. I think she's writing, like, a book or working on something big with it, which she definitely needs to do because – it seems like a really awesome, awesome story. Sure. It's like awesome and and crazy and funny. And the way she presents it is so good. All the more reason to listen to her podcast, which is called Two Bearded Ladies. So they have a show and, uh, and a podcast. The show is at The Stand. So definitely check that out. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to get to our first segment, the No Fly List, No Fly List, where we talk about people who we think should be on the No Fly List instead of innocent brown folks like ourselves. So it's kind of our shit list, if you will. So uh, Mama, who do we have this week? This week, we have people who complain all the time. Ah, there are some boom. people in your life, sometimes coworkers, who, if you're like, how are you? There's always something wrong. And it is so hard to be around those people because it's like, dude, like, yes, shit's bad. Shit has been bad for a while. But there are moments that you don't have to complain about every little thing. It's just too much. I... I I've worked with people like this. It's just like, if you're like, oh, how are you? They always have to start by being like, oh, and then you're like, oh, no. Oh, like, you're like, why did I ask? No, I regret. And you're just trying to make conversation or you're in an elevator and you're like, I didn't ask for your life story. There's also just people sometimes that don't want to be helped. Like they just complain to, for the sake of complaining, right? And if you try to like give them some sort of positive feedback, they shut it down. I think that's worse because you're like, why are we even doing this? 
Yeah. It's just, it's so weird though, because it's like, I don't know, like anytime, like, I don't know how people can be around someone who does that so constantly. I have, I had to like stop being friends with people, um, mostly like work people who would do that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, here's some like advice. And then they would just be like, and I know like unsolicited advice can be annoying, but it's like, if you're complaining that much, I'm going to say something (laughs) like, I think you're just doing it for a reason, but yeah, it's just a lot. And I feel like, look, if you're going to complain that much, you don't deserve to go on vacation or fly anywhere. You should walk <laughs> or annoy. hitchhike. Yeah, you're just going to annoy. But you're probably going to get kicked out of the whatever mode of transportation you're on because you're annoying the hell out of everyone because you're complaining about the mode of transportation that exactly. got you on there for complaining. So stop yeah. complaining. Stop uh, complaining. Nobody, like, I totally fine. Obviously, you're complaining to your friends and, like, we all need to vent. But at some point, like, just notice, are you, like, emotionally draining the person? Have their eyes glazed over? Are they <laughs> – have they talked in the last five, ten minutes? Or are you just, like, going off on your, like, complaints? Yeah. I don't know. If you are someone who does that, just have a gr- – I hate this word, and I hate – maybe we'll put people like this on the no-fly list, but <laughs> – maybe like actually have like a gratitude list or some shit like do something I'm all for that because there are a lot of horrible things in the world and yeah we sure you could come up with a million things to complain about but I just also think that that doesn't put out like good energy and also that there's a time and place for it to complain sometimes it's not the right time um so go to therapy yeah why not Nora's in therapy. We're in therapy. Therapy is great. Uh, Someone that, yeah, pay someone to listen to you complain because we're tired of it. (laughs) Now we're just complaining about complainers, but I, so you're on the no fly list uh, if you complain, but if you stop and make a gratitude list, we will take you off. Yes, absolutely. Um, But yeah, in the meantime, instead of complaining, uh, listen to this episode. It's amazing. Woo! Welcome, Nora. Woo-hoo. How are you? I'm crazy. How are you? Crazy. I love it. Yeah. Okay, you, you, no one can see you, but you're like all professional. Athea and I are just, I'm lounging. She's in her, her cubicle. Actually looks like a proper office with walls. It's definitely it's an office in a basement, so that don't count, you know. <laughs> <laughs> could have fooled us. At least you have an office. Thanks. That's cool. where do you uh, where do you work, Nora? I work at the Met. Oh hell yeah! Ooh, fancy. Look at that. I love when people's faces light up like oh. Well, do you will you ever get or have you gotten invited to the Met Ball? I am. I'm going to my first Met Gala this year <gasps> to work. Wow! Yeah. Wait, that is so exciting. That's- do you need a date? <laughs> Yeah, my husband's also asking this question. <laughs> Everyone's going to bribe you. I saw you recently got married. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. I got a ring. You had a pandemic got. wedding. Woo. It was so good. I'm so glad we got married during the pandemic. Yeah, why? That's that yeah, I imagine it must have some of some pros as to like limiting at least guests and stuff. It's a great yeah, excuse. Yeah, we went from like 165 to 50 people. So that was I'm wow yeah yeah Damn. So we're still in debt though because we charged it to the game you know that life yeah of so. course <laughs> but also you know what though like 165 would have been so much more so yeah you I saved money and like who like yeah. i think it's the best when you're like well who makes the wedding cut like did you have yeah. anyone get really mad at you like any friends yes, yes. i was shocked because it was in the middle of a pandemic 
I'm like, do you want to die? This was October. This was like bad time. This was so you like should have just invited the people you don't like. I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you should die. No, um, I did. I got cussed out by a bunch of people, but it's fine. They were oh. friends, so, you know. Wait, that's such to yourself, people, if you're offended. Exactly. Wow. Also, that's so wild these- because it's like, they were like, oh, yeah, we saw hundreds and thousands of people die during this <laughs> pandemic, but you didn't invite me. Like, I. They're like, we would have came. <laughs> we would have. We don't break right. our lives for a party. It's just like exactly yeah. why you don't want them there. You're like, exactly. And now you're exactly. not. You're the people bringing COVID. So no. Yeah, exactly. No. We required testing though. We were like crazy about it. No one got sick. It was great. It was great. Oh, that's, that's great. Good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Um, how, that's awesome. How's it been yeah, like being like having the relationship during, because a lot of people like during the pandemic specifically either broke up or they did get married. Those were like the two. <laughs> <laughs> or they're getting divorced now. Yeah, or they're getting divorced now. Yeah. Um, no, it hasn't been. Those are bad. the men I'm trying to scoop up. <laughs> hey, listen, those divorcees, they love a, they love a woman at home. That's the thing. But uh, no, my relationship, we actually were solid, man. We just built a bunch of tree, you know, and stayed, uh, <laughs> stayed mellowed out the whole time i think we've never smoked more than our lives than during this pandemic it was insane hmm. but there ever were a time you had to start or smoke more and now it's legal, legal. That, that really legal. changed much but, you know. yeah, <laughs> in our mind you know <laughs> and how long have you guys been together you and your husband we've been together i was trying to do this math so we took a year break we met in like 2013. We dated. I wasn't ready. Um, and took a break and then got back together. So now it'll be six years this year. Oh, nice. Crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Congrats. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He proposed like year four and I was putting the lean on him. I was like, um, are we roommates? What is this? Where are we doing? Like <laughs> that is yeah, that's why. every year four seems like, yeah, that's the time where you're like, come on, am I really gonna is this gonna be a five For year brown thing people, it's like end, four or? months. You're like, okay, it's been four months. My mom's asking. Like, let's go. <laughs> My brother in March met a girl. On Instagram, I just went to his engagement in the pandemic. I remember, like, I was there from the inception of the pandemic courtship. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really quick. They're both Palestinian. Yeah. If you find someone who's the same type of brown, too, that wedding, that, That like, your first, yeah, your first child, all of it is within a year. You get engaged, married, and then you're pregnant. That's it. Well, that was definitely part you meet, of like get yeah engaged meet. married pregnant divorce all in <laughs> yeah. the year. That's something time. I notice a lot. Like people get married and then they're pregnant within like three months. I'm just not about that life. I'm sure my eggs are tired of me and my bullshit though. But <laughs> <laughs> like there's three left. <laughs> so. No, I I honestly like um I recently I took Plan B and I was like I'm in my like thirties now. And I was like, come on, Yo, what am I doing? We, my eggs are probably like, come this? on, mom, you're not going to get pregnant. <laughs> I just, I just need to talk about this more because all my life. Okay. I've been fighting not to get pregnant. I've never been pregnant. I didn't say, you know, uh, had babies. I said pregnant. Okay. I've never even gotten pregnant. I've spent all my coins on plan B and come find out it ain't that easy. It actually isn't that easy. I actually could have saved my damn money. Okay, so this is something that I think people should talk about because I track my cycle. I've never taken Plan B, not to brag, but... Wow. Okay. You just go straight to the clinic, my type of girl. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, wow, it's here. We get it. <laughs> I'm irresponsible in other ways. Okay. Don't worry. Um, okay. No, okay. but like, so I track my cycle so carefully and then like after I took it and I was like, I don't think I really need this. And after I took it, I read all these things that were like, these were the only days that you could have possibly gotten pregnant, Ooh. specifically this one day at this specific time. However, though, as I'm saying this, knock on what if I get pregnant, I'd be pissed. <laughs> it, it means it was meant to be, you know what I mean? If that's the case, but there's literally like one day in the whole month that is like your optimum prime day of like yeah. eating prego. Otherwise you're wasting your money. Exactly. Just like, live your life. And I wish I would have known that. So many of my friends are like trying to get pregnant now and no one is having that much like instant success. Like I thought we would. I used to think like you could get pregnant through like pre-cum and jeans or something. No, <laughs> but that's the thing though. Like it's like, yeah, when, you know how people are like the, when you least expect it, that's why people who are just like that's having how it like, was back in my day. <laughs> that's what you thought. That's what you thought. They lied to they, us. They, they did lie. lie. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a good thing. I, I got an IUD right before the lockdown, like the day before wow. the lockdown. So, yeah. Wow, you're know. brave. So but brave. it's not like I took it for a spin then the lockdown happened. <laughs> <laughs> you just got it for decorative reasons. <laughs> I don't have a period, really, so that's nice. Very, very light. So oh, that's, yeah. oh, that's, that's really positive. nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't have to worry about taking anything. So I can't wait good. till menopause. It's going to be great. I know. <laughs> When I was younger, I was like, oh, my God, like, I like, what if like, I can't like have kids or like all these like things where I was just like, I really want babies. And like, I know, like, it's so hard for the women in my family to get pregnant. And now I'm just like, oh, my God, I just cannot wait for this. To- <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Whatever. Live your life. Whatever is meant to happen, happens. Yeah. You know, it kind of takes well, the with our, pressure off. I was going to say, with our, like, career path, um, it is, if you if you have, especially women, comics, entertainers, you're taking care of said child. Like, yeah. it really derails. And sometimes it doesn't. Like, Plus, I know a lot of people who are really successful. Your husband who is your other child, usually. Yeah. Usually. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, absolutely. I guys are so stupid um but like yeah I think that's why like I don't know if you guys feel the same way but like in my like list of goals right now like there's a few career things I definitely want to do before I even like touch that topic plus I'm like let me get some money so I can hire one of these fancy ass nannies for you hello yeah that's what we're doing comedy for so we can have nannies that's the sacrifice yeah and then you hopefully make enough money that you can pay your nanny and, you know, get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I see people, you know, I don't see, actually, I don't. There's only one comedian I know right now who, like, just had a kid and got back out here. So, like, otherwise, no, we don't have children. No. We don't get married. It was such a big deal. Like, all the comedians were coming to be like, oh, my God, congratulations. It was the oddest thing ever. <laughs> like, it is. Oh, what if I did it? <laughs> I think, you know what's cool, though? Like, everyone, I think after the pandemic, it is being, like, one thing I like was telling people, I'm like, it's good to have relationships. Like you don't have to yeah. be someone who is like, oh, I struggle with it. And that's like my comedy, like, like inspiration. I'm like, go write jokes about other shit and go right? make yourself well, like if, if the relationship makes you happy, go do it. Like it, you do not have thing. to be miserable. You do not have to like talk about like these things that are like really upsetting to you. Just like go have fun. No, I, I totally agree. I think that's something I learned. And like, 
I don't know. I think there's so much more material that comes out of being in a relationship or having kids and it just like keeps building and makes it more relatable. So I'm excited about that part. Like if I do end up having kids, um, that would be amazing to be able to like write about their little badasses. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure with every life experience, there's, yeah, you're going to get material out of it. So that's, if that's not enough reason to have kids, I don't know what it is. Um, and Nora, I remember, so tell me a little bit about your background. Cause when we met, I was like, oh, your, your last name is Arabic or in your full, uh, first name too. Yeah. Uh, or it could be, yeah, I'm sure people probably are always trying to guess like what kind of hey. name, but, um, so you're, I think you told me that you were like half Arab. Yeah. And okay. And my mom's black, right? family is from, um, Sudan and Yemen and, um, but like the Arab Sudanese, you know. You know the stories, people. I don't have to go through this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bad guys, okay? Bad northern Sudanese. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're from Yemen. And um, my dad is, is black American, as I say, regular black, not one of the. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know why I said Arab or black, like they, but that's what I meant, like your dad, like black American yeah. versus like North African Arab black. Because yeah, no. people don't even Palestine. There's black people. People are like, "What? You can <laughs> they be, don't be knowing. Like, they don't be knowing." Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting too because like black culture is just American culture. You know, like there really isn't to me a real difference here whether people recognize that or not. And then my mom is like, <laughs> she's so petty. She's like the pettiest human I've ever met. She loves to remind me that she doesn't have any uh, white blood in her. <laughs> And uh, unlike my father's side, was probably raped by masters. She's like, I don't have that issue. I'm pure. I'm like, thanks, mom. That's real, real kind. So, like, <laughs> but also at the same time, who white people have colonized everything? Seriously, like you can never go back to Yemen, but you're proud. You're pure. I yeah, so, <laughs> that's so funny. Where did so, you grow up? I grew up in DC. Oh, shit. So, um, oh. yeah, yeah, I grew up in, in the D.C. Well, actually, I was born in D.C., went out to Cali with my mom's side until I was, like, six, and then came back to the East Coast to D.C., so all my school years were in D.C. Were you, did you grow up in, like, a really strict household? Yeah, from, from I would say, about three months old to six. Um, my grandfather was, like, Orthodox Muslim, if there's such a thing, so, like, hardcore... <laughs> hardcore you know like yeah. make woozy make a lot like five times a day like there's no like playing around at all um so uh it was super strict and then my mom essentially ran away from her parents because they were so strict and moved to the east coast oh wow um, and that's where she met my dad who was like a con man and taught her the game i don't know if you guys know my story my mom is like no what Wait, yeah hold Tell on us. yeah it's crazy yeah. i'm always like how much do i share because like I want to write a book because it's so ridiculous. Of course, I'm a comedian. Of course. Um, we'll, we'll promote your book. This yeah. is a good teaser <laughs> yeah. for your book. Um, for all three million listeners out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's an underestimation. <laughs> sorry, sorry. 19 million. Um, but no, my mom ran away. She had a kid at 16, which is like, whew, hold on, right? So... Yeah. Ran away, came to the East Coast, met my dad, who was like 12 years older than her, um, and taught her how to sell drugs and hustle. He was like straight up, 
like in the streets, which is crazy because his parents are college educated. I never understood like what happened to him. <laughs> what, you know? was he just, yeah, rebelling against his parents. He didn't need to do that. He could have been like a doctor. Um, but he taught my mom and then my mom was so freaking good at it. She became a kingpin. And what? Yeah. <laughs> a drug kingpin? Yeah. I just started talking about this in my comedy. It's so crazy because people always look at me and they just like, one, I don't know what you are. Um, they usually think I'm like mixed, like either Dominican or like black and white. They never get Arab. Um, and then two, they think of when you tell someone your mother's Arab, they think like hijab and like yeah. running around, you know? <laughs> like, like, nah, bitch, my mom is a, a drug, drug Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's a kingpin. So I come from a line of royalty of kingpins, but no. So, so um, yeah. So I moved back with her family when she got locked up and was raised by her super Orthodox strict parents when I was like young the same parents she ran away from although I love them they were obviously amazing to me that's how parents are with their yep, grandchildren exactly. right? Like, right. <laughs> yeah. and then came back to the east coast my dad's side and basically for the rest of my life was raised by like the black side of my family so uh kind of crazy and then she did 20 years like she was whoa yeah. shit what about yeah. your dad my dad was in and out he might have did like five here three there four there he just like never was as good as her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And ran with it. Like anything you can do, I can do better. Seriously. So wow. Yeah. And now she would be like, you know, a crazy hedge fund manager with the whole legalization thing. But unfortunately, you know, she was ahead of her time. Damn. Um, yeah. So it's crazy, right? Wait, this you guys is like your like mom's sure. the coolest. This is yeah. like so wait, do you guys yeah, have we're, a like a like a good relationship with each other? No, we do. I visited her like every month. I was like super loyal, went, saw, and when she came home, actually, she lived with me for a couple of years um, mm. just to like reorient herself. And now she's like back in DC playing grandma, like nothing ever happened. Um, but she's definitely like, I don't know. She's one of those parents. Like I'm, I've always known, like I'm good. Like if anyone bothers me or messes with me, whether she's in or out, like you're going to die. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Mafioso. Yeah, man. Isn't that crazy? Now that that's pretty saying. badass. Yeah. yeah. To, like glamorize, like, you know, I'll glamorize. Myself, I just, <laughs> it's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, but it was, it was definitely rough. I'm actually writing a treatment about her moving in with me and my now husband and his family is from Thailand. So just like all these cultures and like everything like smack. Oh, you have to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm trying to be a comedian. Yeah. So, yeah, you're well. You're very funny. When I saw you, uh, I think it was at like, the Creek in the Cave, and oh, you were so good. And I was yeah. like, oh, I want to know who this person is. I'm glad we could get to know each other on the podcast. And you absolutely have to tell that story. Like, keep to, you know, write about yeah. it in your stand up and write a, a a series. Everything you know, yeah, kind of that's crazy. amazing. Yeah. Hey. Also, it's like, like again, like what you said, like brown people, like or like any like. Arabs like people have this like conception like perception of like what everyone's family's like so when mm-hmm. anyone hears about like something different it's just like oh my god like there's levels to this it's like yeah obviously like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that is so interesting because like in the brown community I've always been like hey guys I'm I'm here I'm one of okay never mind like you know like <laughs> I want to be a part and then I get in there and everyone's like talking about their strict parents being like doctors and 
you know, wanting her to get married and have kids and build a family. I'm like, oh yeah, this is different. So it is, it has been an interesting journey to say the least. But um, I remember seeing you guys and just being excited. Like there was a world out there of comedians that weren't just like 20 something year old white boys talking about their penis. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know we've, We've, yeah, yeah. That we've had an. I think we've had enough of that. Yeah, uh, we we do have. I did have a white person once reach out, and they're like, "Can I do this podcast?" And I was like, "You did not even do your research." <laughs> <laughs> but now that we always add, I guess we always just add no fly list. I white people to our no fly list. So maybe she heard that part, and she was like, "I could do it." Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is like a good way to like get to know everyone and yeah. everyone's stories because everyone's so different. Yeah, you. Yeah, I want to know like everything about your life. So you're, you'll never run out of material, yeah. I'm sure. And then you know, just you being like a funny person and the way you speak and like anything I think that you talk about, you just have a natural like storytelling, uh, you know, uh, way about you. So it's very interesting and captivating. Oh, that's cool. So Thanks. Keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. it's. I, I'm like fascinated by your whole life. So I want to know everything, but I'll also read the book. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, coming in 2025 people just yeah. get ready you know it's one to whet your appetite <laughs> well I'll be famous then inshallah yeah inshallah. Yes. Um, exactly so we have a segment called 50 shades of brown and that is where you give dating advice to our listeners well people will write in questions so Nora are you ready to impart some wisdom yeah yay okay so this week someone wrote my boyfriend puts very little effort into our relationship. Is it time to break up? Should I give it another few months or should I quit while I'm ahead? We've been together for three years. Mm. They they started off strong with picnics, handwritten notes, a lot of love. And now the effort seems to have gone from his side and uh, to like almost nothing. Yep. Mm. He doesn't ask to go places. He doesn't make plans for us. He barely texts me at this point. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... Do you have any suggestions as what I should do or say? And what should I do or say? Wow. And she said, quit while she's ahead. I'm like, are you ahead? It sounds like you're behind. <laughs> quit while you're still just behind. You're behind. <laughs> quit while you're behind. I think it was time for you to go like a year ago. <laughs> I to your text messages. That's just like basic courtesy. Although, okay. So let me not be mean. I do think in relationships, because this is my first long-term relationship and we ended up getting married, but like previous to this, I'd only been with people for like 11 months and I kind of knew, you know, after the 11 month mark, this is going anywhere. Yeah. You know, after like the six month mark sometimes (laughs) you're like, this is not a thing. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel like if you see this change, I wonder why it's happening and then I wonder, like, is he just, like, over it and is just too much of a coward to, like, break it off and is waiting for you to do it? Yeah. Uh, That's a good point. And I hate that when mm-hmm. men do that, put you in the position of break up with them. Like, I'm going to do for nothing. Them. And then maybe she'll Less get than it. nothing. Yeah. I actually, I really think that you're right. Um, so, to be honest, like, if someone stops texting you, like, even, even, like, a, a, like throughout the day, like, yeah, not like you're not going to text all the fucking time. Right. But like here and there, yes. Like I text like my group chats every day. So if I'm with someone like, come on, like that's bare minimum. It's so, it's such a bare minimum. It is like the tiniest, but even like your friends, like Christiana will text me like 
almost every day to be like, yo, what's up? Just saying hi. That's all. It's, it's <laughs> nice. So if a guy, if like the guy that you're with isn't doing that, it's just kind of right. concerning. I think it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think he's trying to like, like ghost you or break or like have you break up with him. But he didn't realize that you were going to ask everyone on the internet, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. As, as someone who has historically uh, only ended things after like it was way past its due date uh, to end relationships, this sounds like it's like, you know, dying on the vine, if not dead already. And yeah. now you're you, what you can do is cut your losses. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of the only, you know, I, like I know you haven't talked to, to him about it at this point though in 3 years in it feels like maybe I don't know in the beginning too like either guys like really love the chase and then they sort of like fade out or um sometimes they love bomb you and want to you know and get you on you know the, their side and make sure that you know it, um that you fall in love with them or that you're attached to them and then they sort of pull away it's just a way to like pull you in even though they might not emotionally be available from the beginning so I don't know if this is someone that was but three just years stopped. seems like a long yeah. time to like that's a long yeah. time you can't really you can't, well uh I don't know I I was in a four and a half year thing and that happened so I was yeah so it could wow, happen four and a half years yeah yeah, yeah it dragged and and it was definitely like so I hate yeah sometimes you have what to is just it? What a- can you help me understand then, like, mm-hmm. because, I don't know, maybe it's because, like, my family is so cold-blooded, and my dad always raised me, like, you never be the heartbroken. You always be the heartbreaker, and I had to go to therapy for years because of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone told me that. No, no, no. Well, that's what I wish. I, I mean, I don't know. It's balanced, right? I wish women had more walls, though. I feel like mm. as soon as you meet somebody, you're like, oh, this guy's boyfriend material. It's like, every dude is not boyfriend material. Like, you can totally just, like, you know, dog them out and like get the real guy to come in yeah. and like you don't have to give everyone a chance. And that's kind of where I want more women to be like empowered enough to realize like you don't have to give everyone a chance. Like what did you realize? And you your... honestly know when you're my sorry, my last suggestion would be to this person just like meditate on it, think about it and mm-hmm. listen to your gut because you already know the answer. You do. Like just, just do it. like think yeah, about it. But I it. would say do it. If you need our confirmation, do it. But, just break up yes, with this person. So uh, and they probably won't even resist. They will. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, all right, cool. And then they're going to be like, woo. They're like, woo. No. Yeah, thank you. They're going to be like, thank you. <laughs> God. But then, you know, that'll be good. It hurts initially, but you'll be so much better for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah uh, absolutely. Uh, Nora, I'm curious. Um, so you were, you felt like you were the heartbreaker or the, or... Yeah, man. I was in these streets, man. <laughs> but my therapist was like, do you respect men? And like, I, it was so hard for me to answer that question. I realized like, oh my God, I totally don't respect men. Like I just kind of use them as like a distraction. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was deep. It was deep. And then I started being like more open and more vulnerable. You're my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's bad. We shouldn't, you know, I know it's fucked up when men do it to us. So like, we don't want to be. Yeah. No, it serves like a purpose until like an end. You know what I mean? Like definitely kept me safe or whatever, but who knows? Who knows what sort of opportunities I gave up 
Um, but who cares about them now? Ha ha ha. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, it was definitely probably because my mom was such like a hard ass that like, that's just kind of how she raised us. And my dad was such a womanizer. Like, oh my God. So it's just like those two combinations and me just like picking up both of them and and just being a hard ass and like a manizer. Is that a thing? That a is man-izer. a thing. Yeah. A manizer. Is it? Yep, or a fuck girl, as someone once told me that I was. And I was like, I'm oh, trying not oh, to be. Happens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm trying my best now. <laughs> I, this has improved me, actually. Yeah, no. it is. <laughs> No, but it, you want relationships, though. I think at the end of the day, like, everyone actually wants to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We're all just afraid. So, shout out to you for not being afraid. And now you just need to break up. Yeah, hell yeah. Right, well, break up. And you know what? Hot girl summer. Have the time of your life this summer. This is the time, honestly. This is the yeah, summer. summer and this summer. Yeah. Specifically, the vaccinated summer. Yes, it's going to be great. So, it's, you know, instead of thinking about... I was thinking about this today. I was like taking a walk and I was thinking about how like how hard it is to like break up with people or end things. Mm. And and maybe instead of thinking about it as like, oh, this I'm ending a relationship, it's like you're starting something new with yourself. You're starting mm. your new life. And so that just helped me kind of like think about it in a way. It's like I have such a hard time ending things. But uh so just think about it. Okay, this is a new beginning. It's good. And new beginnings are always kind of shaky even and feel kind of weird even when it's a good thing. Like when you start a new job or you start something like that you're actually excited about or move to a new city, it's still a little bit scary, but it's still uh, good for you. And it'll, yeah. be a good, it'll be a good new beginning. So, I also think that like, yeah. I don't know, I'm jealous of single people. Like I love my relationship and all that good stuff, but like I, I really like myself. You know, like I actually like really enjoy time with myself and my routines and like not having to consider someone else and like whatever I want to do, you're just able to do. You're not, you know, beholden to anyone. So I feel like those are good times. And that is all gone when you're like married and all that good stuff. And like even so now that I've one thing I'm working on for like therapy stuff is like I've been like seeing some more friends and like also just like doing like treating it almost like relationship style where it's like okay like compromise like because often it's like it's New York people are like all right you know what I don't really want to go there I'll just meet you up afterwards and now I'm just like all right let me do things in ways that like kind of open me up to this like different lifestyle and it's like I love like whenever I do that for two days in a row I'm like okay I need a whole day for myself now (laughs) it's just me 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 (laughs) Um, but it's a good way to like kind of like practice in a sense not even like for relationships just to like be better with people again as things are opening up and as we've Mm -hmm. just been like so alone just to be like all right like how can I practice like being around other people compromising all that good stuff yeah totally wait so what are your like goals for this summer in terms of like comedy stuff oh man so um just started a new show at the stand yes uh comedy club it's called bearded lady yeah congrats yeah so that's exciting i'm doing it with my co-host electric telesport um and that's a monthly and i'm not really into producing because it's a lot of responsibility but a monthly (laughs) it's a thankless job i'm committing i know um and then we just released our podcast two bearded ladies same title so a lot of work on that. It's like a beauty history podcast where we nice. talk about like, you know, how did razors ever become a thing or like Spanx or like 
where are all these things that women are supposed to do? Like, what's the history? And like, where are we today? Oh, with hell it? yeah. So, oh, that's so good. I love that. Yeah, it's interesting. We both like, <laughs> it's quite literal title. We both like deal with facial hair and all that stuff. And it's just so much damn work, right? Yeah, yeah. Who should, it's a lot yeah. of work. I, Wait, I know. Black and I brown people, all the like time women, and, yeah. we have had to like go, and like our hair is like always so much more coarse. Like, uh, I like lasered things off and like you know you know you're hairy when the laser coming yeah, back. when the laser it was like whatever the laser? it does it's, mean, it's very little but like if you don't keep up with it you're the yo. the, the black and brown hormones are real they're just like <laughs> they're like, hey, raging <laughs> strong they're all the very, oppression we've been through just <laughs> like our people yeah. our hair is very resistant and resilient absolutely yeah. back and back no matter how hard you try to <laughs> like oh laser you can handle that you gotta try electrolysis ho. like you know? <laughs> <laughs> the hair is just like Costing having more so hair babies. Much. It's like they will avenge me, and that's true. That's right. What I, mean. right. <laughs> I know. I always like envy like my my white friends in like Alabama, or, or even now, like I see girls who are like blondish, or like, yeah, I've never shaved above the knee. I'm like, what? Oh my god! What? Are you kidding me? That is wild Ow. to me. What is that life like? How much time do you have added to your yeah, life? Yeah, it's like you don't like, shave above the knee or days, your ass. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just ask me what I don't get removed. Yeah, like, exactly. I get Brazilians and like, oh no. I, every time I, at this point, like I've gotten them for years, which is like, so like, it's great. Cause I don't like feel pain anymore. But in the beginning I was like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Cause I think I like, also like, don't believe I you. lasered mine. Just do it. Just laser it. Get How it do you not feel with. pain? How would like, what, like what type of skin do you guys have? I just, I don't, I did it once and it was the most painful experience. Like I almost kicked her in her face. Like I was so like over the wax like, or the, the wax? laser. No, the wax. Yeah, yeah, I get. I used to get really bad ingrowns from like shaving or even like the like Me trimmer. Too, so yeah. I had like no choice, and I was like, all right, either yeah. I get, which was again like it was like gross, and I was like, either I deal with this, which I was for a while, and then I was like, mm-hmm. no, fuck it, and now it's just, and mm-hmm. I have a specific person, and she's brown, so I like trust her. And does the laser hurt? The laser. Does the laser hurt in there? The laser? Yeah. Uh, so having done both like waxing for like years and laser, like I think the laser actually hurts less if you oh. do. There's actually, the first time I did it, it was the most painful experience of my life and I wanted to die. And then the lady afterwards, like this Russian lady was like, do you want pain-free laser? And I was like, what? That was a terrible Russian accent. But I was like, there's a pain-free <laughs> laser. And like they get you in with this like horrible like uh, freaking torture device. And then after that, they're like, oh, for 50 extra dollars, you can not feel like you want to kill yourself. Wait, what's the pain-free laser? Tell me more about that. It's just like a heated – it's just like a little heated like little like strip thing, like a little like – light and I don't know it doesn't it doesn't hurt that much I mean it's and it kind of like they wait till it, you're it like feels like shivering and crying like, and like <laughs> it's not it's not pleasant in any way it, it but it's not near I've done my whole body with it at this point but oh the God. first laser I did there's no way in hell I would have like been able to withstand Ooh. that again I was like I don't I don't know what I'm gonna do it was horrible and I have a high pain tolerance so that was just Damn. 
horrific. But I'm almost done, I think. But we'll see. It keeps every time I think I'm done, they're like, oh, it just keeps coming. <laughs> like our people, man. Like our people. <laughs> Unless this is all a conspiracy and they never really do much and it just like they just keep shaving me or something. Right. <laughs> Either way. No, um, I'm just jealous of the girls that wear like thong bikinis. I just one day, one <gasps> Yeah. Oh Again, when God. I'm the first thing I'm going to do when I get like a big like movie deal or something, mm. like I've always been like I would help out my family, and I'm going to get my whole body lasered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get some stuff do that done. now. I believe in you. I'll recommend. There's a place I can recommend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'll be doing this summer. Just getting just my just body getting lasered. lasered. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Nora, we actually have uh, one last segment that we would like to uh, play with you. It's called Keeping Up with the Caucasians. So, yeah, this is a segment where we talk about things that white people do and whether we as people of color also do these things. So, okay. Yeah, I have different categories uh, for you to choose from, and then I will pick a topic and you will talk about it. So, we've got... Food slash beverage, pop culture, activities, style and clothes, phrases or sayings, and miscellaneous. I'm going to go with phrases and sayings for 100. All right. (laughs) Phrases or sayings. Do you talk in like sports metaphors? I have. I have, but I do not. I have. Yeah. Okay. So... (laughs) Only because I was working with a bunch of like white men and you have to be able to communicate. And so I would use sports references to help get their attention. Like which ones have you used? Oh gosh. Like, um, oh my gosh, I'm on the spot. Um, and now I'm like going to mess it up and all the men are going to be like, this is a sports reference. (laughs) Home run, touchdown. Like downward dog. Oh, Oh, wow. Okay. We're in the end the zone, you know. The end zone. There. Yeah. I know nothing about football. Oh, I do say sports. alley a lot, actually. Dang. What do you say? I forgot that. An alley in basketball. Like it's like yeah, basketball. She's like, what's that? Uh, <laughs> what is? What's? It's it's like when you're when you're handing the ball oh, to someone, yeah. you're like, ah, and the man and then like other guy dunks. It. Yeah. You know, so wow. it's like oh, I threw you an alley Like you know, you didn't catch that. So I do actually. Damn, I do use them. You are uh, a white man. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite one. Now that I said it, I'm like, oh, that's my favorite reference. I, <laughs> I don't think I, I, I'm sure I've used like some of like the general ones, but, you know, not, or talking about third base or I don't know. <laughs> Full court press. I'm sure I've said something, but not that. Yeah, yeah. Not in a meeting, but I just remember, yeah, when I worked in corporate and they just, that's, that's usually like the. Damn, you guys are making me think of all these things. I'm like, I definitely use full court press too. It's more basketball references, which is a black sport. So actually, yeah. Yeah. I think more like base, yeah. I guess baseball. Yeah. Baseball, also, if you're saying like, oh, like lacrosse. I hit a home run, like referring to like hooking up with someone, like, are you oh, like. God. Is this the 1980s? Is this the second? Like, what's happening? We we reached first base. Yeah. yeah I'm like, what? And that's the last time you ever hit a home run again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I know enough about sports to use sports metaphors. Yeah. Mama, sure. uh, I know you love sports. You love basketball. But do you, I don't think I've heard no, you I don't speak think in, like, sports metaphors. No, but, like, right now it's, like, playoffs. Um, so, like, I know I'm just, like, consumed 
by basketball. So maybe in the next, I'll like monitor my speech in the next few weeks and see what happens. Because <laughs> yeah, like even tonight, attention. there's like two games on. It's like it's like so relaxing for me. So, but almost like nightly now, there's like stuff and sports. So I know the best is like sitting at the bar, eating some wings, and drinking a draft beer and watching a game. Ugh. that's literally <laughs> what I did last week, and it was. It, and it was like, oh my god, it was so fun. Now that like people are yeah. back inside and watching yeah. games, it was amazing. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I'll do the wings and drinking part, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll we'll, like probably just kind of listen. Depending, I mean, I do like basketball, but not enough to like go out of my way to watch it. If it's on, I'm like, all right, that's, that's fair. fine. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I guess you lose keeping up with the Caucasians <laughs> or win because you you've won. Kept I up think with yeah, them. you did. You so won. I think Congratulations! Very few people win. Very few people win. Like an island, you get a little bit of white privilege. Yeah. a little bit. Just like just just enough to get you through a meeting. Yeah, that's it. This much. All I want to be. We curse on here, right? Yeah. I can like. Yeah. Okay. All I want to be of able course. to do one day. One day I want to be like somewhere and I just want to tell somebody, go fuck yourself. Like to me, that's like, that's the privilege. Oh, that's the white. Oh. That's Ooh, yeah. yeah. So good. Such, oh, especially that's like one day fantasize about quitting jobs in the past and be like, fuck you. You whatever. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, Jameson has so yeah. much. Like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Some fuck yourself confidence. Yeah. yeah. We could all yeah. use that. Well, that's what that's what we're gonna Thank gift you. to you. That is your prize for keeping up Thank with the Caucasians. Hell day. yeah. <laughs> Nora, you've been such a great guest. Where can our people find yes, you? It's been so fun. Um, so I am on IG at M I S S Y A H Y A Miss Yaya. I have not changed my handle even though I'm a married person. Don't ask me about it. I haven't decided. <laughs> um, I'm also at uh, MissYayaComedy.com for all the shows and all the upcoming good stuff. And then, of course, the Two Bearded Ladies uh, on Instagram and um, soon coming a website. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yes. So look out for Nora's stuff. She's clearly hilarious. And I want to know more about everything in your life story and oh, get yeah. beer and wings with you. We should do that. Yeah. We should all go and get. Yes. Yeah. So Let's yeah. do it. This is the. the this is what we do with every guest. We force you to become our friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can follow us at No Flyless Pod. You can follow me at Ethereal And you can follow me at Amama Sardar. Thanks for listening. <laughs>